Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we shout our questionable expertise into the yawning void of the internet. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. Love is in the air. Yay! Happy Valentine's Every time I look around. Yep, it's Valentine's Day. Not for you, the listener, but for us, the the people. <laughs> yeah, not you don't for get me. Valentine's Day. <laughs> not for me for either. <laughs> yeah. Not, not practically for anyone, really. Yeah, it's for everyone. That's what I say. And I yeah. refuse to uh, say that, uh, to agree with people who are like, Hallmark Holiday for mon- mon- monogamous relationships. No, it's for friendships and every type of love, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Believe in and love. I think. Okay. I, okay, Jeff. Just go to Gosh. an incel board, okay? Take that shit to Reddit or whatever. No, I mean, I don't believe in, like, familial love or, like, any of the platonic types of love that he oh, outlined. Uh-huh. Anyway, um. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's the same thing with, like, Thanksgiving. I feel like people tried to pull that on Thanksgiving a couple of years ago, where they're like, you know, it's just a holiday that they made up to make people thankful. And it's like, yeah, I do. Yeah. So, that's all, great. I want people to be thankful. All holidays are made up. They, yeah. Uh, they fill some need within us. I think they're important. Yeah, I agree. And, like, I think that if... If Valentine's Day is just a Hallmark holiday, then great. It was one we needed. We needed a, a chance to celebrate love of all kinds. Mm-hmm. And eat chocolate candies, my favorite yeah, kind. Right? Mm. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, I love the the time periods of the year when you can sort of, uh, like, stepping stone from holiday to holiday <laughs> in the candy section of your local grocery store. Yep. <laughs> It's uh, like, I've, ooh, okay, heart-shaped boxes of chocolates, then candy eggs, then... Well, oh, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to quickly say, in January this year, I saw uh, Valentine's candy and Easter candy both already out. So oh, yeah, I've been What are those two going to get down to fucking, am I right? <laughs> yeah, that's I've what both of their things eggs. is. Heart-shaped cream eggs, where are they? Ooh, uh, ooh what if that cream was, like, cherry cordial flavored? Oh, mm. Yes. We've, we've I have some. About it. I yes. have some cherry cordial flavored uh, Hershey's Kisses that were yes. Valentine's themed, and they are gross. Yeah, I love, I, I love those. Oh. I love them. They're so good. <laughs> the strawberry cream ones for Halloween were so good, and then I was like, "All right, now we're talking." But no, car- cherry cordial is not good. Yeah, we've <clears> talked <throat> before about how I love chocolate and fruit together. And yep. in Europe, that's very common. But in the United States, it's absolutely never available. There's no fruit and chocolate candy bar. So you have to get in there for Valentine's Day. It's usually the only time. I do think it's wild so many people, including my wife, are like, oh, yeah, well, uh, you know, chocolate and fruit isn't really here. But chocolate and nuts is just as good. How? <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not. <laughs> like, yeah, for for the fact that chocolate, for every chocolate and fruit thing that doesn't exist in the United States, there's ten chocolate and nut things. And like, I like nuts. I know Louisa hates nuts. Yeah. I like nuts, but like, it's not scratching the same itch. And I just get too much of that chocolate and nut stuff. Yeah, I think it's just cheap enough. But I think that was the main advertising thing. You see that a lot for like early twentieth century that candy bars are only like it only costs a nickel and it'll get you through to lunch. And, yep. uh, yeah, I guess nuts are a good cheap filler. Yeah, they just used cut-up pieces of plywood for peanuts <laughs> in a lot of <laughs> chocolate bars, I'm sure. <laughs> that would probably work pretty good. <laughs> Some cellulose clumps. You wouldn't be yeah. able to tell. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a baby Ruth, though. 
Which one's I that? like Again? it's like a core of nougat with peanuts mm. and caramel and then covered in chocolate. Mm. So like a Milky Way but with nuts. Um it's chewier than a Milky Way. It's mm. like a it's sort of like if if uh if a Snickers was a tube. <laughs> It's a real depression era type of candy bar. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Snickers is a tube. (laughs) You know how Snickers is kind of like a parfait right now? No, it's like an onion. Are you saying that the um, caramel goes all around the nougat? Yeah, it's like a tube. It's a tube of nougat rolled in nuts and caramel covered in chocolate. Oh, I actually never knew that. Weird. Yeah, it's very good. Hmm. But it's like. 10 times as much peanuts as a Snickers, so I got scared off because I didn't know that I liked nuts and chocolate when I was a kid because Snickers are dog shit terrible. (laughs) Um, And I realized that it wasn't because I didn't like nuts, but because if you're going to have nuts, you should have more fucking nuts than that Snickers. Yeah, I, one of the great new candy bars, I think, is the Take 5, which is a little pretzel grid base, mm. and then peanut With butter, peanut butter yeah. caramel, chocolate, but it also has, it's, I don't know if it's chunky peanut butter or if it's like chopped up peanuts, it's just enough to irritate me. Like, don't put that in there, don't even bother. Why are you putting <laughs> in a half a teaspoon of crumbled up peanuts? Ugh. It is wild that there's so many uh, peanut-based candy bars, but in those candy bars, they almost never salt the peanuts, which is the whole yeah. fucking point. Yeah. Like, a little saltiness in a candy bar is the best thing. That's why those Take Fives are so good, because the pretzel's in there. That's my other problem with American candy bars, which is uh, they use milk chocolate a lot of the time, which is very sugary. So then there's no contrast. It's just all very sugary things together. It's true. Like having a peanut butter cup with dark chocolate on it, like I can get at Trader Joe's, it's so much better. It's incredible. Yep. <sighs> candy bars. What's your yeah. favorite candy bar? Mine is Milky Way Midnight. Hmm. I really like a hundred grand, um, mm. but probably Twix overall. Okay, you get two of them. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I kind of just go with the flow. I do like a caramello because I just yes. love chocolate and a little bit of melty caramel. But I also think that um, there's a new one that's like a Reese's. It's got like a, it's got pretzel and peanut butter, but instead of nuts, like a Take Five, it's got Reese's pieces. Hello. And then covered in chocolate, and it's extremely good. I don't know what it's called, but it's very good. Oh, <clears throat> I think it's called like a Reese's Take Five or something. Like they acknowledge that it is just a Take Five with a twist. Okay, hmm. I'm gonna have to look for those. Yeah, I don't know if maybe I was just in a test market, but I saw it okay, and I bought it, and it was pretty good. <laughs> Maybe you were in a government experiment. Yeah. I kind of like those Hershey's Gold Bars. Have you had those? I've seen those. Aren't they like nut-flavored milk, like white chocolate or something? (laughs) They're white chocolate that's baked until it caramelizes, which I think Mm. is delicious and wonderful. And then, yes, it has little pieces of pretzel inside. It's really good. Doesn't it have nuts in there? Peanuts in there, too, yeah. Does it? Mm, Oh, again, chopped up so fine that you can't really... Exactly. They're like shredded peanuts instead of whole chunks of peanut. (laughs) Okay. Maybe I'll try that. I always thought... Uh oh. Excuse me. Uh, I always thought that, um, that, like, the the chocolate was somehow nut flavored, which seemed insane to me, so I avoided those. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah I initially thought that they must be a peanut butter thing, but then I discovered they were not, and I tried it, and it's delicious. It looks it, they they like wrap it and market it in the same way as those cookies and cream bars, which look disgusting mm-hmm. but are so good. Oh, <laughs> those I little love pellets those. of cookie, oh. yes. Yeah, I'm glad we could all finally agree on something, and it was cookies and cream bars. Anyway, Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, So, Friday, today's Sunday, so two days ago, I purchased, well, I activated my pre-order for a video game for the Nintendo Switch called Super Mario Bros. 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is a re-release of Super Mario 3D World, which came out in, like, 2014? Yeah. Uh, 2013, wow. Um, And was uh, confined to the Wii U, where I played it, and Matt played it, and our friend Emma played it, and we were the only three people to own a Wii U, so no one else (laughs) ever played it. That's accurate. Um, And I played through that, I think I sat down with Chris uh, uh, when he still lived in Sparta and just, like, beat the whole game in a couple sittings, or a bunch of it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really good, so I rebought it, and I was like, I've already played Super Mario 3D World. Let's get into Bowser's Fury. Mm -hmm. This game is really different. It uses the same engine as 3D World. Well, I'll start with, I like it a lot. I thought Bowser's Fury was great. Um, What kind of game is it? uh, It uses the same engine as 3D World, so it's still a platform. Same kind of game? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's base. It's it sort of feels like an expansion pack or something. Um, and you, but instead of discrete levels that you go through and reach a flag, um, there are islands and you can freely travel between them and in and out of them at any time. Like it's not like you enter an island and suddenly you are in a self-contained level. Um, and then there are shines to collect. Five per island, um, and then shines to collect around the world. Also, um, and why um, don't they just make them stars? Why has it got to be shines? Uh, I think they wanted to like because it was a little beachy themed this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they went with shines just because of Mario Sunshine. Uh, they're called <laughs> cat say, shines. Aren't anything? <laughs> they're called uh, cat shines in this one because they're <laughs> like the Mario Sunshine shines, but cat shaped because everything in the game is cat themed that's one of the reasons why i didn't like this game (laughs) (laughs) oh i get like it's wild because i do remember when i was a kid and super mario brothers 3 came out and everyone made a big deal about the raccoon tail tanuki suit uh but they did the game wasn't just about the tanuki suit And the thing that bothered me about 3D World is that everything was like, hey, you know, we got a new power-up, it's cats! I'm like, yeah, I know. Okay, got it. Uh, I like all the movement options the cat suit offers you, but, uh, yeah, it's, they, I, it almost feels like they took that attitude and trolled people who had it, Matt, (laughs) because (laughs) instead of just, like, occasionally there's a Goomba with a cat power-up uh, activated on it. Literally every single enemy you or ally you encounter has cat ears and fur and a tail. Yep. <laughs> it's like the movie Cats. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Except, weirdly, Bowser doesn't. <laughs> Even though... Maybe that's why he's so furious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the main game he's a cat the whole time, but in the spin-off he's uh, just like a big Godzilla. <laughs> 
then Matt is the uh, Bowser of our podcast. Oh, because I'm furious? True. Yeah. You're angry guess, all the time yeah. about the cat things. Well, that's true. <laughs> Louise is the Wario. Right. Waluigi. And Jeff Jeff is the Birdo. I thought How you dare wanted, you? I thought you wanted to be Wario, Jeff. Yeah, but I know in my heart what's true. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little confused. I'm a weird self-deprecating pervert. That makes me Waluigi <laughs> more than Wario. <laughs> Uh, I'm and imagining I you say, I imagine, I'm imagining you saying this while laying down in a grave and like pulling dirt <laughs> on top of you. Uh, Louisa, you're just uh, you're the ultimate hedonist, much like Wario. Yeah, I love to collect trash. <laughs> I kind of, like, I kind of do love to collect trash. <laughs> I have seen you eat roast garlic just plain. Yeah, on, sure. on toast, and then you go why and you fight someone who looks like you but red. <laughs> Uh, Louisa hates people who look like her. <laughs> See? Oh, I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I live in a genie's lap. Did he do that for one of the games? <laughs> I think he did, didn't he? Like, what? way back. Like, uh, seven I think that points, was a power-up you could points? get, wasn't it? You got genie powers? Maybe. Oh. I felt like there was a game where you go inside a lamp for some reason. Yeah, that was definitely in the, like, Wario World 3D or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that there is a lamp, a, a, like, clown genie that comes out of a lamp in Wario Land 3. There's one in Legend of Zelda, for sure. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that guy. Oh, there's a genie's lamp closet. in, there's a genie's lamp in Wario Land, the first one. Right. I don't I'm not know crazy. what it does, though. Wasn't it, like, the ultimate treasure in each level and you needed to get it to, like, get the 100% completion score or something? That seems right. Yeah. Uh, I did get the 100% in Bowser's Fury. I went around to all... I just, like, sat down on Friday uh, Mm -hmm. and all day, because I didn't have work, just played through it. Uh, And it is truly a seamless, open-world Mario game, no load screens. Um, You can go in and out of the levels at will. Uh, mm-hmm. You can completely break the obvious intended path by bringing power-ups from a different island and, like, climbing the wall as the cat or flying with the little propeller hat. And, That's uh, cool. What a delight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still don't know if I want to play this game or not. I might, though. Uh, and then I, yesterday and, well, not at all. Uh, yesterday I started playing through 3D World for my second time, and I'm playing only as Peach because it's much easier to play as Peach because she can float a little. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, it's really good. I beat the first four worlds and got all of the hidden stars in each of them. It's awesome. I know we talk about this every couple weeks, but when is Nintendo going to give me something new? I guess Mm. Pokemon Snap is coming out in April. I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They usually have, I I think it's probably slowed down because of pandemic, but they usually have, um, like, one major release a month, and every other month it's something new instead of, like, a port. Yeah. Yeah. I have a bias against them announcing things I don't care about. Like, if they were to announce a huge new Metroid thing, like, a lot of people would be super excited about that. And then a month after that came out, I'd be like, they haven't released anything in forever, because that wouldn't mean anything to me. It's like me and the year 2020, where the only thing they did was fucking Animal Crossing (laughs) for a whole goddamn year. It's great. (laughs) How dare they? Your villagers will give you little uh, Valentine's Day gifts today. Aww. Great. Don't yeah. give a shit about that at all. <laughs> oh, they're so cute, though. 
Like, they support... They've Nintendo has always been so bad about post-release support of games, except for Animal Crossing, the <laughs> one I don't care about. Oh, Bravely Default 2 comes out this month, Matt. That's for you, right? Yeah, that's true. I will definitely buy and play that. I like the first one a lot, even though it was confusing as fuck. Yeah. I'm still not 100% certain what happened in that game. <laughs> Did you guys play that game? No. Uh, I don't think so. I think I might have played a demo for it. Mm. Louisa, do you say yes or no? No, I said no. It's got one of those uh, titles where we've talked about before where they don't translate whatever Japanese concept they're thinking of properly into English, so I'm just like, yes. this. I don't want That's to true. This. You need to get over that to like enjoy the game. The rest of the game is very well localized, but I don't know why they made that terrible name. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, there's, like, the whole game mechanic is that during fighting you can either brave or default. <laughs> That's not anything. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Um, anyway, uh, the, the way the game works is that you play through and it's like a typical JRPG plot, but it goes way quicker than you think it would. And then the whole world explodes and then the world starts again, but it's very slightly different, mm. and it turns out the plot of the game is kind of like Sliders, like oh. a fantasy Sliders, where you're, like, you are the chosen one, and you're able to live through the, the world over and over again till you succeed, That's but you don't cool. know what the, the parameters are for you succeeding. So, anyway, it's it's cool, it's weird, and it's very hard to wrap your head around what's actually going on, but uh, it's definitely a new way of approaching it. It's like, it feels like existentially a lot like Final Fantasy, but it definitely goes in some new directions, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it started so. life as, like, a sequel to a Final Fantasy spinoff, so that's probably why. Yeah, appar apparently the original one was made by the folks who did the, like, revamp of Final Fantasy 3 on the DS, and they were like, oh, like, this job system is fun, like, what if we took this to a, a, its extreme, and that's what Bravely Default is, and it, it, that part is so fun, <laughs> having all the different jobs that you can level up and master skills and transfer them to other jobs. It's great. Cool. Hmm. Um, what were we talking about before I sidetracked us into Bravely Default? You were talking about your thing of the week, which was the new Super Mario Brothers. Right. Uh, <laughs> what did you do this week, Louisa? Uh, I played a game also. It's a very small uh, game you can get on mobile called There Is No Game. That's the mm. name of the game. Um, did you finish it? I did, yes. It's I just like finished a it. Two or three hour game, maybe? If you're, like, concentrating on it. Now, hold yeah. on. You just said that there is no game. How can <laughs> yeah. it be two or three hours long? <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's very good. It starts with you are gonna play a game. Like, you've downloaded this thing, so you click on it. And then the AI, the voice of the computer, it says, Oh, there is no game. Sorry about that. You probably want to exit now. But then there's little things on the screen where you're like, well, maybe I could click on this. Or, like, the thing that says there's no game looks like a piece of uh, paper that's been taped up. <laughs> maybe if I took that down, I could see what's underneath. So it's very fun. It then gets into mild, like, loving parodies of some different genres, like LucasArts Point and Clicks and, like, uh, uh, Legend of Zelda-style adventure games. And it's just wonderful. I really loved it. I did, I, I did take umbrage at its attack on my favorite, uh, guilty pleasure game genre, which is infinite clickers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was very good. It is, that, that part of the game is so funny, but also <laughs> very mean to infinite clickers, which are bad <laughs> games, so fair enough. Uh, and I was saying that because it's so small, it's just, um, like I said, a two or three hour game, if you really concentrate. Um, it, 
you you kind of know you can figure out whatever the puzzle is. You're only looking at two or three screens at a time, and you're like, well, the answer has to be in here, and it always is, and there's hints you can get, and yeah, it's just very nice to know it's all so self-contained. And um, they do a good job of, uh, like, helping to guide you. Like, if you don't do anything for a while, maybe someone's going to say something that isn't quite a hint, but is like, oh boy, what do you think's going on in that uh, place over there? I'm kind of worried about that. And you're like, oh, maybe I should look there again, now that I can't figure out what's going on. And it's just handled very well, I think. The portion towards the end that becomes an FMV game really uh-huh. confused and scared me. <laughs> uh, yes. But I thought that was also very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I genuinely thought... I don't want to get into spoilers of this game, which I won't. But uh, I genuinely thought that the man who is the main character of the FMV portion mm-hmm. was wearing a fake beard. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that's just what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. <laughs> Um, so I recommend this game to anyone who loved the LucasArts, like Sam and Max, or, um, Day of the Tentacle, any of those types of games. I actually don't know if Jeff would like it or not, if Jeff would get frustrated at all the reading and, like, slow figuring stuff Paying out. attention to what people are saying to you. I like little, uh, like, puzzly phone games. Yeah, it has a little bit of an escape room feel to it. Yes, mm. that's true. So yeah, you, might you might like, like that. It. Yeah. It's, um, I know there's two versions. There's a demo version that I think they made for some kind of games contest or something. I forget what it's called, but it, it's the called Jam version because it was made for a mm. game jam. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't played that. That's free. It's only four ninety nine for the full version and. Personally, I was happy to spend four ninety nine on this game, so I think it's totally worth that. Yeah, hmm. yeah, that's about it. Uh, there's, Matt, there's, what did you? Oh, there's yes. a part. There's a part in the game where it is making fun of free to play, pay to win <laughs> games, where it's like you have to pay ten dollars to get this sword to move on, uh, but the game uh, like helps you to find a way to not actually have to pay money to it. I mean, I don't think you could actually pay money to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was quite clever. I think that might be the only puzzle I needed to look up hints for, mm-hmm. or like click on the hint button for, because I was like, I don't understand. It yeah. seems like it's asking me to pay money to this, and I know that's not right. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good all around. Um, Matt, what did you do this week? Uh, so last night, I watched a live Zoom comedy show for the first time. Have either of you done this yet? No. Mm, I I don't think it was live. I did the Candle Nights Mabim Bam. That was pre-taped. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those, like, quote-unquote live shows of podcasts I don't think are the same thing. Um, I, I guess they share a lot of, of, like, the same sort of feel of it, but uh, I watched the um, Thrilling Adventure Hour, those people doing a Valentine's Day special. Huh. Uh, do you guys, have you guys ever listened to Thrilling Adventure Hour? Nope. Yeah, I was actually going to ask because it's a Valentine's special, did they do Beyond Belief? It was all Beyond Belief. It was just yeah. Beyond Belief, which is <laughs> the reason I, wa- I listened to it, because I hate everything else about, uh... The Thrilling Adventure Hour, except Beyond Belief, which I think is fantastic. So Beyond Belief, for anyone who doesn't know, is the portion... So, okay, let's start at the beginning. Thrilling Adventure Hour is a podcast that is done in the style of an old radio drama, like, um, anthology series, uh, where it's a bunch of different, very short stories that are just radio shows. There's one that's like Tex Nevada, the space adventurer, um... 
you know, that kind of thing. And uh, one of the, sh- the shows that they do on that is called Beyond Belief, and it is a parody of Nick and Nora Charles, uh, performed by Paget Brewster and Paul F. Tompkins, and they play a pair of uh, very drunk socialites who are very much in love and who solve mysteries, but unlike Nick and Nora Charles, they solve paranormal mysteries because they are both mediums who can see and talk to ghosts. <laughs> uh, it's hilariously funny because they just don't give a shit. Like, they have that... The thing that's funny about Nick and Nora Charles... I don't know if you guys ever watched the Thin Man movies, but... Um, I keep meaning to. <laughs> the first one's very good. I have not watched all of them, but I really like the first one. Um, but Nick and Nora Charles are... The, the thing that makes them so fun is that they are very much not interested in being detectives. <laughs> they, like, kind of don't give a shit, and they, it's got that same vibe on Beyond Belief. So, um, I really liked it. If anyone likes Paget Brewster or uh, Paul F. Tompkins, I think they're both very funny, and I highly recommend checking out their stuff for Beyond Belief. Um, but last night they did a Valentine's Day special, and, uh, yeah, it was great. Bob Odenkirk played the devil. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the folks who are usually on uh, Beyond Belief were there as well. Uh, I don't think there was any surprise guests. Josh Molina was in there. Mm-hmm. He's kind of slipped into the world of comedy somehow. Like, he's friends with all the comedians now. I think he's always been kind of a comedy guy. He just did West Wing, and then everyone was hmm. like, oh, okay, he's a he's a drama guy, I guess. But okay. I don't know. I think he's always been a, a com- comedy guy. He was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can still get the, uh, the like, the pay, what is it called, on-demand video stuff of this show for another week or so, if anyone's interested. But, That's cool. Um, yeah, it was really cool. It was, it was very fun to watch, and, like, I, I appreciate when people do, like, we all know that everyone is stuck at home, but if you put in the effort to put on a costume to do your, your Zoom call, I, I instantly am much more in, on board. <laughs> yes. So. Um, yeah, so shall we get into the WikiHow, or do you guys want to talk about Beyond Belief or the Zoom comedy shows at all? No, I'm absolutely ready for this wiki. I haven't looked at the link yet, so I'm excited to see. Yeah, Okay. So, uh, I got a random word generator, and the random word I got, I I said before the show started, the first word I got was crevice, which I thought (laughs) might be weirdly appropriate for Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but it didn't bring, it had literally zero results, so I had to do a second word, and the word I got was show. Right. So, we've got a list of wor- of questions about the word show. Oh, for Valentine's Day, how do you show affection? Mm. Oh, I thought you were going to say how to show a calf. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. Hike those, hike those jeans up. <laughs> no. <laughs> not like that. That is how you show a calf, to be fair. Well, have I, have either of you guys ever done any show animal stuff? No, I've not. I've been to see them, but uh, I've done a few, and yeah, you just got to keep their heads up. That's the hard part. You got to hold that like leash up high so that yeah. they keep their heads up. Don't let them act like animals. They're not allowed to do that during the show. It's true. Yeah, they got to be... stand upright. <laughs> yep, <laughs> they have to serve tea. Um, how do you show affection? I don't know. Um. Say the things that you're thinking. Don't just think them. Make sure the other person knows. There we go. Pull her pigtails. No, I don't listen to Jeff. <laughs> I do think that, like, showing affection is so much about 
doing the thing for somebody that you wish somebody would do for you? Mm, see, here's the thing. I think that's uh, second to Galaxy Brain, but then Galaxy Brain is mm. do the thing for them that they want you to do. Yes, that's true, that's too. That's hard to figure out, yeah. Well, and I think that it's it's two prongs, right? Because, like, if they want it and you can pick up on the fact that they want it and you do it for them, that's great. That is, like, peak affection. Mm -hmm. But there's also the piece of it where, like, when you're in a relationship with somebody or whatever, in in any kind of loving interaction with a person, you, like... I think everyone sometimes has those thoughts of like, I wish this person would do this thing for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, this person doesn't call me as often as I'd like or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, when those thoughts come in, a way to turn that into a positive so that you don't let it fester and destroy your relationship <laughs> is to be like, how can I do that for them? Like, yeah. assume that they are having those thoughts as well and try to figure out how to do that for them. Yeah, that's good. Hmm. We've solved it. Well, yeah. Okay. Oh, you, you solved love. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, I love how many of these are sh- how to show different emotions. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How to show gratitude, how to show interest, how to show leadership. How to show jump. We gotta get into that one later. I want to know what that is, but we can't, Jeff, yeah. you can't keep saying another one while we're in the middle of doing the one that we're doing. I was adding on to your joke by I understand, but jump was an emotion. Yes, that's true, but jump is so... But like Van Halen pulls them out, and Jeff, can you put that song at the end of the episode, please? Oh, yes. <sighs> Jeff, you didn't do the joke that you promised last week you would always do. I... Didn't understand what was happening. <laughs> Louisa asked you to put Van Halen's jump at the end of the episode. Who? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, I think for a lot of these emotion things, you just have to do it. Yeah, like I said, I think the thing about affection that I said applies to every one of these, which is if you're thinking it, oh, that was really nice that that person uh, did that for me. You say it instead of just thinking it. Oh, thank you, you say to the person. Now you're Here's the thing for one of these, how to show interest. I want to say to you something, and I hope that this doesn't hurt anyone's feelings out there, but if you need to Google how to show interest in something, you don't have interest in that thing. Yeah, exactly. You need so, to, you need to think, start with respecting them enough to be like, wow, they did this. And that is good. Like, that's important and real. And I'm going to show interest because it's interesting. I think that there is, uh, there are plenty of people who have a gap between uh, how much they feel and how much they are able to express that feeling. That's, that's true. true, but that's true for a lot of these emotions, but specifically showing interest. I feel like if you are interested in something, you don't need to show it because it just comes out in the way that you behave. Yeah. Mm. But if you are interested in, for example, kissing a sweetie, you do need (laughs) to show it so that you can deduce whether they are also interested in kissing you. To show interest and to solve that problem, I think you need to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, would you like to kiss me? Yeah. That's I a mean, fine I wouldn't question start to ask. with that. Yeah, but... don't start. That <laughs> don't open there. Yeah. Um, you can be like, hey, how much blood do you think you have in you? <laughs> you know, for Valentine's Day. It's not weird. Yeah. If, if you had to estimate, like, you were kidnapped by a vampire and he wanted to know how long you would last before dying. Yeah. How much water do you think you would displace if you were placed in some kind of, like, sensory deprivation tank? Uh, how long do you think you could survive conscious uh, without one of your legs? How sharp would a knife need to be for you to cut your arm off if you were trapped in a ravine? 
These are all great questions to ask somebody that you're interested Fuck. in. It <laughs> went downhill so fast. <laughs> wow, do you moisturize? <laughs> you have that only. That's only creepy if you say it after all of the other questions. Yeah. Um. Okay, how to show leadership. This is genuinely one I think we can probably help with because I talk to people about this at work all the time when I'm trying to coach them into being better employees at the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, cause you're a fucking corpo sellout. Yeah, I am, but that's <laughs> <Yeah>. fine. Um, <laughs> I, I find that it is wild how many grown adults do the thing where they wait for somebody else to be the person to make the decision so that if it goes bad, then it doesn't, the blame doesn't fall on them. Yeah. And that seems like something that only a toddler would do, but almost everyone does it. Yeah. And so often I have to be like, if you want to be a leader, the thing you need to do, like, no one knows any shit about anything ever. (laughs) Yes. No one knows more than you do. The reason that other people are able to be leaders and you're not is because they understand that somebody has to make a decision based on no information and they're willing to be the one to do that. Yes. And I think people sometimes feel like it has to be you come into the room like, all right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to start dictating to you what should happen now. And then it would all fall on you if it went bad. But what you actually do is you go and you say, hey, here's what I think we should do. And you lay out your plan. And then you're like conversing with people and getting their feedback and it's still your idea and it looks good that you came up with it. Like, that's how you do it. And so much of it is just like the very last step of that process. Whether you're the one that brings the idea or not, everyone sits around and discusses it. And then you kind of reach a consensus, but somebody needs to say like, so yes, this is what we are doing on this day, but no one wants to be that person. And if you just do it, it, that's all you need to do. Yeah. Mm, yeah, so. it's good. And like you said about people not knowing shit about shit, it rarely ever ends up with uh, it coming down like, hey, you did this and you fucked it up. You were the leader. It's all on you. That never happens. Yep. They'll be like, this project got fucked up and you'll be like, oh, you know, that's really a shame. Sorry, we did fuck it up. Yeah, right? the economy. Am I right, guys? So yeah. anyway. And then everyone just moves on. Like, it doesn't actually come <laughs> down on you at all. The captain never goes down with the ship. Yep. Um... I like the ones that are not show, uh, like how to shower with a cast. Mm -hmm. I'd like to shower with the cast of Friends. Boo! (laughs) David Schwimmer. You just have to get him pregnant and then throw him a baby shower. Uh, How to showcase a person. Yeah, that's very weird. I don't know what that means. I yeah. Either. Are you, what, like, putting them in a glass box? What do people mean by showcase? Is that a term from, like, Instagram or TikTok or something? Like, is that a uh, term oh. for one of their features, a showcase? Because I have no idea if that's Maybe. true or not. I don't think so. Okay. I'm imagining, like, those, like, um, like, those reels that they show at the Oscars of, like, look how great this person's career has been. Mm-hmm. How do you make a highlight reel for a person? Yeah. When they're not, when they've never been on television or movies, that's challenging. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, maybe it's asking how you would bid on a person if they were in the final prices right challenge, the showcase mm. showdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't go. like the idea of assigning monetary value to human beings, actually. Uh, I yeah, do. I don't I, either. I, I, no, I do. I think you should always uh, value them at one penny less than whoever came before you. I don't think you're allowed to do cents, are you? I thought you were. I thought that was the whole thing. I thought you could just do dollars, uh, and then people always go one dollar less. Either way, or you want to be just below. More. No, or you want to be below. More. You want to be or the closest to going over. 
Yeah, I know. But like, if somebody, if Jeff bets five dollars for, I don't know. Uh, a, oh, can't a think car. of a person, huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying no, to think of something that was very obviously worth more than five dollars. You either bet one dollar or one dollar more than the highest bet. Matt, the thing you said about five dollars for a car, you're right. But then if the other person guesses, uh, two hundred million dollars, you your five dollars is still okay. Yeah, I know. I'm saying, whatever the person did before, if they're way over or way under, just do one dollar in that direction. But it always has to be closest to that going over, so you always want to be under. You don't do one dollar. There's never been a time when someone's gone over by one (laughs) dollar. Exactly. That's why you never do one dollar under. You go for, like, wait. We are are all over the map, you guys. (laughs) You all right? So Louisa let's say, said always go one dollar under. Jeff said yeah, she's never wrong. go one dollar under, and I say <laughs> play it by ear. You need to if you think that everyone else is going to overbid, you bid one dollar. Mm-hmm. Then you win because they all went over. If you think everyone is underbidding, you go one dollar higher than the highest bid so that you are closest. This is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, care about this I at think all. Jeff's right, though. So if you wanted to do that, listen to what Jeff said. <laughs> I've watched a lot of The Price is Right. <laughs> all right, that's fair. Um, how to show support for Don Imus. Who the fuck is asking that question? Yeah, don't. Uh, yeah. No, this Don't is good do- advice for you, Matt. You've always, you're always asking how to show support for Don Imus. Yeah, okay, here's what you should do. If you want to show support for Don Imus, you should put yourself in a toilet and flush yourself into the sewer system. <laughs> and go oh, to he- a giant... He's dead. You don't even need to show Hooray! support for him. He died. Oh wait, I do support. I do sh- want to show support for his death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the only thing heartening about this question is is that the person who wanted to support Don Imus was so stupid that they went to WikiHow and typed mm-hmm. in how how should I show support for Don Imus mm-hmm. as their way to try to support him. So. Oh, uh, you know what? Some people who are listening to this might have been born after uh, he got fired from the radio. He said something racist uh, in 2007, like extremely racist on the radio, so they fired yeah. him. Mm-hmm. He was maybe the first person that, like, we c- we called it canceling instead of just not giving a platform to assholes, and then conservatives, for some reason, rallied behind him, even though he was terrible. Yeah. Um, so how do you show jump? I guess you ride a horse real, real good, and then... Yeah. Like, pull up on the reins. Is this like uh, doing a wheelie on your bicycle? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You have to pull back really hard with your arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doing a wheelie on your legs. <laughs> uh, I think you have to be confident, because the horse can tell if you're not confident. So if you're coming up to that jump, like, oh, fuck, what if we fall down? The horse is going to fall down, and you have to be very confident. People always lower their body real low against the horse's back during show jumping. Is that necessary, or is that just like... Yeah, I think it helps the balance. The horse they're, whispering, they're whispering insults to the horse, so... <laughs> You'll never hey, do that this. horse over there says you couldn't jump. <laughs> You'll never make anything of yourself. You can't even do this jump. <laughs> yep. Uh, how to show remorse is pretty wild. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense, because like... Sometimes something very bad happens and you're like, oh no, how do I react in such a way that is comforting to this person and not, like, weird or insulting or upsetting to them? Yeah, I think the hard part is, what actually works is changing your behavior, and that takes time to prove that you've done. So the only thing you can actually do is just say you're sorry, really, at first. Yeah, I suppose that's true, but I think that, well, okay, I guess now we're just going to answer this question. (laughs) I think that if you actually are going to show remorse... 
in addition to apologizing, you need to explain in your own words why what you did was wrong so that you can show Mm. that you understand how you can do better in the future. Because the thing of it is, whenever somebody apologizes to me, I assume that they're just doing it because they don't want me to be mad at them anymore. Yes. Agreed. (laughs) So. Um, I think that showing remorse is not enough. You have to, uh, demonstrate- Show your remorse. (laughs) Yeah. You have to demonstrate, uh, through behavior, uh, your beliefs. You can't just, like, explain that you know what you did was wrong, because there are plenty of people who do that, and then continue to do the thing that they explained was wrong. Yeah. That's what Uh, I was getting at. Yes. So the real question isn't how to show remorse, but how to have remorse. Exactly. (laughs) And I guess feel bad for the thing you did? (laughs) I don't even care if someone feels bad, as long as they don't do it anymore. Yeah, but the way to to stop yourself from doing something is to feel bad whenever you do it, right? Yes. That's why when you remember things that you fucked up in the past and you feel so bad still to this day, that's your brain letting you know that it's not going to fuck up that same way again. I genuinely wonder if the reason that I'm so uh, careful about upsetting people is because when I was in third grade, I made fun of a girl and she stabbed me with a pencil, <laughs> and I still feel very bad about having done that. You've I really been a ghost the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I tried so hard to bully her, and then now I'm like, that was so horrible what I did. But is that just the pencil talking? I don't know. <laughs> Either way, it worked, right? So I guess it did maybe- work. <laughs> yeah, I still have a scar on my hand, which reminds me to not be a bully. Maybe you can show remorse by telling the person that you've hurt that they're allowed to stab you with a pencil. Mm, pretty good. Yeah, that's actionable, yeah. too, so that is a very good one. That is definitely like a bad ex-boyfriend way of showing remorse. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> what thing can I do right now so that we never have to talk about this again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. How to show up in a Google search. That's stab somebody, tricky. Stab somebody with a pencil. <laughs> I guess it's not tricky. Never mind. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't think you could Google this girl that stabbed me with a pencil in third grade. So you need to go pretty hard with the stabbing. Stab Don Imus with a pencil. <laughs> His corpse? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely vic- show up in Google searches then. It's a victimless, crimeless crime. <laughs> I think that digging up a dead body is still a crime. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. How to show subtitles? Stop being so stupid. Look in the manual, you dummy. Just push the options button. I hate I put subtitles on by accident. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The thing is, almost every DVD player or whatever uh, thing you're streaming on or whatever has an options button, and if you push that, it'll bring up all of the things that you can turn on or off, like captions and uh, foreign language support and stuff like that. So that's how you do it. Yep. How to show school spirit. Why don't you stop being such a fucking goody two-shoes bootlicker? Mm. How about that? Also, you can wear a t-shirt in your school color. <laughs> make a make a full-body costume mascot outfit of, the, of your school's uh, mascot, unless it's a racist one. Mm-hmm. Um, my school that I work at, coincidentally, uh, the school colors are navy blue and the exact shade of, like, neon lime green that I have a pair of pants in. Mm. <laughs> because you're a huge fan of the Seattle Seahawks. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I, like on school spirit days, I can wear that with uh, like the school t-shirt or like a gray sweater because the tertiary color is like silk gray. What's pretty good. Those mascot, are good colors. Jeff? Uh, coincidentally, the same as the school that I went to for high school, it's the Chargers. Mm. Is it like a horse? It was a horse for the school I went to uh, for high school. For but our it's a school credit is- card for your school? <laughs> uh, it's like a little electric plug. <laughs> Boo, that oh, stinks. That's not as good. You should make a uh, horse mascot costume and just start showing up to sports games mm-hmm. and be a comp- competing mascot. That'd yeah, be, you, yeah, you can get fun. this done. Yeah, We don't have a mascot costume. That uh, has been one of the, the uh, things on the like discretionary budgeting type thing ah. to like get a mascot costume, but no kids wanted a bike rack instead. Oh, I, bet you could, I bet you could make a good one. A decent one. <laughs> Matt, you seem completely obsessed with the idea of making a mascot costume, I have to say. Yeah, I really <laughs> want Jeff to do it. Okay. <laughs> Matt is a furry uh, by proxy. <laughs> yes. I'm not interested in being a furry, but I am very interested in watching someone make a costume. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> does your school, Jeff, I know it's more of a technical school, do they actually have any sports teams? Uh, yeah, basketball. Oh, okay. I tried to start esports this year, but it's too complicated. Mm, but this mm-hmm. is hard because charging is a foul in basketball. Oh, got Ooh. you there. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. they are constantly just uh, losing because of fouls. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds just great. The, great team. Just from just from the name, the referees there's, are very confused. There's <laughs> nothing in the book that says that a chicken can't play basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, how to show off a replica car? Um, why do a parade? Is, is my question. Yeah. Do you think they mean a small car or like a full sized car that just doesn't have an engine? In it? Yeah. Also- oh. I- I was imagining like they have the Ghostbusters car. Oh, okay, mm. that see that makes sense. I was like, why would you want to make a replica of a vintage car and then like show it off? Because who cares? It's not even a vintage car. But what you're saying actually makes sense. Yeah, Here's my dad thing. had a a Blues Brothers car for a little while. Um, Here's huh. a thing that we desperately need to talk about, and it's actually a crime we haven't talked about it previously. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh no! How is it that? You can have any kind of car that is even remotely interesting and get into a local Halloween parade. <laughs> uh, because people need lots of things to look at, and there aren't many in most places, so that's good enough. Like, I've literally been to a Halloween parade where one of them is just like, look, this car's pink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. That's the whole thing. I will say, if you had the Ghostbusters car, that would be perfect for a Halloween mm, parade. It's true, true but... I- I mean, yes, absolutely. If you have a Ghostbusters replica car, you should do a Halloween parade. I'm saying, even if you have a replica of the car from, like, Driving Miss Daisy, you could still do a Halloween parade. God, that would be, like, the last one available to rent at the replica car, like, movie lot. Like, oh, I mean, Driving have... is in the title of the movie, Yeah, it's Jeff, an important so. piece of the movie, so. Yeah. We, we've got a three-year wait list on Batmobiles, but you can get the car from Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> It's got a stuffed Jessica Tandy in the backseat. Oh, gross. <laughs> Not her actual body. <laughs> uh, it's, it's actually Don Imus dressed oh, up as fuck. Jessica Tandy. Uh, I want to drill down on something Jeff said, which was that his father for a while owned a Blues Brothers car. Do you just mean Good, the make- I wanted to talk about it more. Did you just mean the make and model of the car that they used in the movie Blues Brothers? Or oh, is there some a lot of- Chrysler. 
Is there, it was yeah, not is there a just, modification that's important in the movie? Haven't seen the movie. Uh, so, this is interesting to me and maybe one of our listeners, but to neither <laughs> of you, definitely, so I'm going to make mm. it brief. Uh, they used so many of the 1974 Dodge, whatever that car is, um, oh. that it is like they crashed uh, Dodge Monaco. They crashed so many of them in the making of the movie that it became an extremely rare car. Oh, um, yeah, and so my dad did manage to get his hands on a 1974 Dodge Monaco Police Edition, which has oh. a different a different engine as outlined in the movie. Um, and then it was also painted. I think he painted it to look like the Blues Brothers car. Mm-hmm. What color was that car? Was it brown? Am I remembering that right? It's I think black it was black. and white. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Did Did he also hi- hire a Carrie Fisher lookalike to shoot a Tommy gun at it? <laughs> Uh, no, I wish. That would have been fun. Yeah, that's a joke for only people who remember that very obscure scene from Blues Brothers. Uh, yeah, Blues Brothers is, of the of the movies that Carrie Fisher starred in 1980, I think the one that I like more. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the other one is The Empire Strikes Back, which I like. <laughs> wait, are you- wait- have we come full circle on Empire Strikes Back where people don't like it again? I think it's good, it's but I probably- really like the Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the best Star Wars movie, Jeff, in your opinion? Ooh, loaded question. Good question. I think The Last Jedi. Huh. Okay. I uh, Okay. <laughs> I think that if you're if you're talking about like highest average quality, probably the first one or Empire, but highest highs Definitely The Last Jedi. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that The Last Jedi had some real, some of the best moments in the series, but I think that most people agree Empire was the best one as a movie as a whole. Yeah. And um, you are a huge Star Wars fan, so I'm surprised to hear that you are saying that you didn't like Empire as much as Blues Brothers, which is a very good comedy, but I don't know. It, it doesn't feel as significant as Empire Strikes uh, Back. I don't know. It was just, it was, it was a a very important movie to me as a child. And Mm. I think probably is part of the reason why I uh, am big into well choreographed action movies, because the chase scenes in this movie are insane. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's true. That's also why. Oh. That's also why you love lip syncing to uh, black blues musicians. Sorry, go on, Louis. There we go. <laughs> you want to paper over that as quickly as you possibly can. Uh, Jeff, did you ever see Baby Driver, which is the movie that came to yes. mind as soon as you said really good choreographed fight sequences? Uh, not fight, ch- chase sequences. Yes. Yeah, I liked that movie quite a bit. Um, Edgar Wright has yet to make a bad movie. His worst movie is probably Scott Pilgrim, and that's still pretty good. It is a good movie. I do enjoy it. Yeah, I still am not I wish that I liked um, Hot Fuzz more than I do. That was him, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, I like, I like it the concept good. of Hot Fuzz, but every time I've watched it, I've been like, I get it. <laughs> right, this is, I'm done. <laughs> I don't Man. need to keep watching this. <clears throat> Baby Driver's a tough watch in 2021, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait. Well, I don't know where we landed on Ansel Elgort. Did he turn out to be a pervert, or was that yeah. not real? Or I have no idea. I think that one. I think that one may have resolved with us not canceling him, but I'm not sure. It's impossible to know because he's a bland-looking white man, and so yeah. his cancellation could have just failed. I do think that uh, in 2021, like if you haven't 
said that you want to cannibalize another human, you can probably reel it back. Oh, we're going to talk about Army Hammer? I don't think we need to talk about it more than that. Yeah, that's bloody. Yeah. Oh. I'm just saying, like, if if I don't remember what the thing was with Ansel Elgort, if it was like he was like uh, sending like uh, uh, inappropriate text messages to people or whatever, that's certainly very terrible, and he deserves to be canceled. But then you're like, but this white, this boring white dude over here said he wanted to eat this person's body. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people slip under the radar. Yeah. I don't think Army Hammer's coming back from this one, though, fam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about his identical twin brother? Ah. The social network. Yeah, Winklevoss Hammer. <laughs> uh, how to show file extensions in Vista. Yeah, there's a lot of boring computer stuff in here. Yeah. Linux yeah, version. Care. Show line numbers in V, show message box in, message box in asp.net. Who cares? Yeah. How to show pictures is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, get one of those um, electronic picture frames. Oh, yeah. Just those those pictures are expensive pictures. as shit. Yeah. I was thinking about getting one for somebody for a, birth- for a Christmas present, and it was like $180. Yeah. Ridiculous. Just get a TV at that point with just like, get a DVD tablet built in. Yeah, get an old iPad. Just prop it up on your wall. Yeah, seriously. You can get like an old Samsung tablet for like thirty dollars, and then just put wood around it. Yeah. <laughs> I think what you do is you grasp the frame by the top, and you hold it up in front of you, and you say, "Look at this photograph." Yeah, every time I do, it makes me laugh. And you say, "Have you seen this boy?" <laughs> is that another Nickelback? Oh no, that was a Terminator. Oh, I see. Right, yeah, I like that. Yes. I'm, I'm okay with that. When you described grasping the picture from the top and holding it in front of somebody, that that was the image that came into my head. <laughs> I just, like, the way he holds this framed photo is insane in the video for photograph. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Also, I'm mad um, that his fingers extend over the edge of the frame a little bit too much for people to do lazy photoshops. Like, you have to photoshop around his fingers if you want to do it right. Yeah. yeah. Just cut them off. Bastard. <laughs> what if you, yeah, what was he thinking? What if you photoshopped his fingers, too, to be in the style of the picture, so it looked like his fingers were going into the photograph? Mm, like, aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I got you. He gets sucked into it and falls in love with a sketch. That's yeah. true. Um, uh, we're, this is, we're done, right? This is the... <laughs> uh, we usually try to cap it off with one good one. Uh, everything we've kind of talked about, right? We never talked about how to shower with a cast. That is tricky. Yeah, gotta, put, a bag, a plastic put a bag, bag on, right? Yeah. I don't know. Have you guys ever broken a bone? I've never broken a bone. No, me either. Me neither. Oh, oh well. well, there we go. We're unbreakable, it turns out. This is how we find out, and now we're going to start our superhero group. That didn't can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine a superhero group where all the superheroes have the same power? <laughs> That'd be so good. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Hey, oh yeah, my my name is my name is Titanium. My power is that I am unharmable. Oh yeah, my name is Stainless Steel, and I also am unharmable. (laughs) Stainless Steel. (laughs) Uh, Have there ever been in comic books? There are so many fucking heroes. Have there ever been ones that have the same power? Like, there's a million oh, twins yes. where the twins have, like, opposite powers or whatever the hell. Yep. Are there any where the, it's two people, they know each other, they're twins, or they're 
copies or whatever, but they have the same power? Yeah, hmm. Human Torch and Firestar have the same power. No, 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 no. Are no, they no, buddies no, no. in the same no, comic? No, yeah. That's what I'm asking. What Louise is saying is, is there a duo that come as a pair and yeah. both of them have the same power? I don't think so. Yeah. Batman and Robin. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's not a bad answer. <laughs> they are both acrobats, I guess. <laughs> that's their main thing. Acrobats! Oh, yes! Yeah, they're ma- yeah, Listen yeah, to me, yeah. acrobats! Uh, yeah, I got it, I got it. Uh, uh, I mean, their, their power is that their parents died in front of them, right? Yes. Yeah, they're powered by grief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, most of them. You could probably um, say that some of the major uh, conglomerations of superheroes are powered by grief, right? I guess on the Flash TV show, every superhero's power is going fast. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. This time, in this episode, they have to go really fast. <laughs> yeah. Even the, even the villains. All of his villains just go fast, too. And he's like, if I just try a little bit harder, I can yeah. go fast. Yeah. That's why I thought the season that had the Thinker as the main enemy was actually pretty good, was because it was the first time that the main villain didn't have super speed. <laughs> yeah. He, in fact, he couldn't go at all. No, that's true. Um, yeah, I'm very surprised that I still like that show. It's so dumb and bad. Yeah. I can't believe- I- I'm astonished that I caught up on it. Like, yeah. I just remembered now, like, oh yeah, I've watched all of that show. Mm, yeah. It was hard to catch up, considering it was going so fast, but then you mm. were able to push yourself just a little bit faster. Yeah, I just had mm. to With remember the power Iris. Of <laughs> yep. Yeah, we did it! We tied oh, it all it. together! Yeah, Valentine's Day. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, guys, well, thanks for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on iTunes, and uh, tell your friends about the show so we can continue to grow. Hey, uh, I don't know, I probably should have run this past you guys before we did the, the show, and Uh-oh. if you want to cut it out later, Jeff can, but if you guys ever want to suggest a word that we do for WikiHow, I'm I'm open to it. Yeah, oh, yeah. It. that's non-committal enough that I'm okay with it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so if, if a fan wants to say, hey, you guys should answer questions about this word, don't do something like, you know, to, to make us say a silly word. No, don't say moist. We don't give a shit about that. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you think that it would, you think you have a word that would be fun. Yeah, we would be very open to that. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can tweet at us on Twitter at hackthenetpod. Uh, and if you want to get into our discord where you can talk to us directly, you can message us on Mastodon. I'm on Mastodon at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. Uh, I'm also on uh, Mastodon, mastodon.social slash at JeffJK. Snapchat and Instagram are also JeffJK. And you can find me on Mastodon. I'm at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, gang. Well, thanks, everyone, for coming out. Please come back next week. But in the meantime, we are your net nannies. Don't read the comments. Do your job! (laughs) 